is jarring. Star Wars. We're doing with great power comes great responsibility. That's a Spider-Man thing. All right, fan morning show. Sports at 590, the fan pen, and it's Brent Gunning. A new hope, I think, is what we were going for there. Yeah, in terms for, of for sure, for sure. Okay, a new hope. Yeah. We've been here before. We have. Boy, <laughs> have we. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Leafs Montreal Canadiens tonight at Sportsnet, 7 o'clock. So the Leafs uh, get their season under way against their original six rival uh the expectations are the same for this team right it's to win a stanley cup i yep. guess we can go beyond the winning uh, around thing which did exist and and i don't know do you feel that's the floor any differently nope. about this team now that they've won around like is there any modicum of pressure that's been lifted from this leaf core because they've proven they're capable of at least winning one postseason series? I don't think any pressure has been lifted in terms of what is expected of this group, but I think it is impossible to say that it is a similar feeling about this group than there has been in years past. It just feels like for the players, and again, I don't think this is them going, oh, they don't, this is not the George W. Bush mission accomplished banner for, for the players saying, ah, oh, we went around, we right. did it, guys. I don't think that's what's happening, but I do think it just allowed everybody to exhale. I don't think the actual season long expectations are any different. It is still at the absolute bare minimum win around. You should be winning multiple rounds yeah. the way this team is constructed and where all these guys are and all the money they make and yada, yada, yada. But it does feel a touch different. Well, the, the contention after that uh, overtime goal scored yes. by John Tavares in game six against the Tampa Bay Lightning was, saying the, it. was that yeah, it's a normal hockey team now. They're just normal. This is a couple normal guys in a normal window of contention huh. with a normal franchise. Okay. All right, hold on. I, I, <laughs> really? Like, I don't, I don't that's, think that's too much the other way. No, they're not normal. normal. No. Okay, they've won one postseason series in 20 years and haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. No, I, I think they're just. I, I, honestly, I can't tell you that anything's changed from a perspective, uh, per, from a um, perception standpoint mm. from this team. And part of that is also the way they went out in, in round two. For, I guess the team, I get it, made it all the way to the cup final and Sergei Bobrovsky had an epic postseason run. Yeah. But to, to go out in the manner that they did in five games in round two, I think is informative here. Yeah, it very much is. I think that it is telling, though, that and we all said the things after the loss and it was going to color the way we felt about the exit. And it did. I, I do think that. But I just I go back to the different feel around this group that it I don't mm -hmm. I, I do think there's just a feeling of I don't think they think they've done anything. I don't think this is a group that's got their feet up and they're fat and happy. But I do think it's just there's a difference between. OK, here's a good analogy. OK, we all work in an office or whatever. There's a difference between. OK, Friday. Got a big report. It's Monday. We've got to got to be working hard. And there's a massive difference between that and the report is doing four minutes. We need to get it done right now. And that is how every <laughs> leaf season has started for the last handful of years of just you're walking into work, you're getting your coffee yeah. and the building's already on fire and you got to do something. That yeah. is how it's felt. And it doesn't feel that way. It's not to say it's not a big year. It's not to say there aren't huge expectations, but it's just a bit of a more regular start to things. Yeah, we'll see when they get off to a four-four oh, start they lose, again. When they lose to the Canadians tonight, because that's a thousand percent happening. I know this team. I know. Hey, this group. don't spoil the wake and rake. But yeah, obviously. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So part of the reason it's supposed to feel different, and maybe it does to some of you, is some of the new additions: Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, and Ryan Reeves, and John Klingberg also. But like those three Boy, guys, does he feel so different from the other three? I, Right. Okay. 
and, and we'll see how this plays out. And you got to perform, right? And and you you can't be an anchor. And and the potential exists that Ryan Reeves is going to be that, although protected uh-huh. in a fourth line role. But whatever, he, he's not going anywhere because he's on a three year deal. Pays him north of three million bucks. Um, those guys bring something that hey, I would like to say that just the general hockey fan is a fan of. Like yeah. it kind of differentiates the sport from some of the others yes. that there's Jerks. like. <laughs> it's something that whether you believe it or not, like. Certainly, this Leafs team hasn't had in many postseason series over the last no. year or decade. That's some physicality. And in the case of, well, Bertuzzi as well, but in the case of Max Domi in particular, it's some name brand recognition there. I, I posed you the question, mm-hmm. and I know you were thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was. Is this the most likable group going into game one of 82 during the Austin Matthews era? I think there is definitely the, I, I think that, if you're looking at it of expectations heading into the year, I think when Thornton signed, myself included, there are a lot of people talking themselves into the best possible version of that. I think in terms of expectations, that group might have been somewhat on par because we weren't as also jaded by at the group at that mm-hmm. time. Like it was the mixture of two things. But in terms of this group that's coming in, Tyler Bertuzzi has, forget about his game for two seconds, has elite uncle loving face every <laughs> every uncle in mimico who oh, says yeah. oh these guys never try hard Bloody. that they don't even they don't need to see him play they heard he doesn't have tape on the top of his <laughs> stick he has no front teeth and he has hair down to his shoulders and it looks a little greasy that's all they need and his name is bertuzzi Honestly. that's all they needed to know max domi he's missing the jibs up front too he's yeah. got the famous name no one since rookie year mitch marner and Zach Hyman always will ever try harder as a Leaf in the first start part of this season. Who knows if he's able to keep it going because he's, go- but he is going to be shot out of a cannon because he wants it so bad. He grew up in it. There's the stories of him sitting in Matt's stall and running around the dressing rooms. And man, for people of specifically our vintage to have someone tied to the Sundin teams, and I know they didn't do anything either, but it just. It is all right there that people are so ready to be bought in. And then even Reeves, who I think people who look at it pragmatically say, that is frustrating. Did it? it I mean, I'm assuming it had to be three years because if you could only do one, of course you would have only done one. It had to be three years. There are going to be nights where he feels useless out there, but every single time he takes a fight, and I don't know how many he's going to be able to take because he's the heavyweight champ of the NHL, but Mm. every time he takes a fight, everyone's going to love it. So I think it is right up there. The last time I think people were this excited, I I do think the Thornton year maybe, maybe at the beginning. That turned very, very quick. Yeah, I mean, that was during the pandemic, though, so it was like... Oh, hope hope didn't exist, yeah. (laughs) No, I don't know. I kind of put a damper on it. And that stuff is... It's tangible to a degree, but like, yeah, does it manifest itself on the ice? I, there is the scenario where it does, right? Like the, sure. I, the idea that the Maple Leafs don't get pushed around as much. I mean, so much of this is the postseason, but I think we'll get a pretty good indication. I, I have a difficult time figuring out what's important during the regular season. That's one of the things I do think is going to be indicative of of, of whether this team is is different come April and May is whether, honestly... There's some pushback during scrums. Like, if mm-hmm. we see more scrums yes. with this team, like, if we see how much do people love Luke Shen, not even in scrums, just being the cooler from a Leafs perspective, mm-hmm. not having a guy in the other team's sweater skate over and going, I'm here now. And then everyone going, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to go skate back to my corner. It was a Leaf doing it. Mm-hmm. How good did that feel? Guess who else is going to do that role? Ryan Reeves. I'm going to love it in that moment. 
I will have other opinions during the other 59-30 of a hockey game that, well, that goes on. But, but, but that's why, like, he's not even the guy I think most of when I when I think about bringing that element. It's the guys mean. that are, yeah, that are playing in, in the top six on this team that are going to be are given the opportunity to be difference makers. And in the case of Domi, a guy that understands how much is on the line with this individual season, both he and, and Bertuzzi being on one year, year deals, mm-hmm. but we've already heard the indication and why wouldn't he want this? That Domi wants to be a Maple Leaf for the long term, understanding the, the off ice uh, earning potential that exists. If you endear yourself to a fan base, if you even have a modicum of success when it comes to the postseason, there's Mc- a Ilya Mikheyev had a soup sponsorship. Okay, <laughs> that's it. And he just he just said I like soup. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Just said I wish there was soup. And, and a soup company came out of the woodwork to give him money for that. Yeah. So and he's, he's Ilya Mikheyev. He's not Max Domi. No, those those guys. I mean, I think the one year deals also impact things here as far as the urgency yeah. to to impress right out of the shoot. Uh, I'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see specifically those guys um, yep. if they look like they're they're on a different level of compete and effort than the rest of this Leafs team. And the other the other thing that's that I think we've kind of stopped talking ourselves into this because it hasn't happened with any of the other traits they've tried to bring in, but. We've done the thing of can you graft toughness onto this core? You know, you bring in Nick Foligno with the deadline. Does that do anything? You bring in Wayne Simmons. Does it change the way the team plays? I do wonder what it does if you now have a guy on two of your three lines in Domi and and uh, and the guy who's going to play on the left side up top there that you have in in Bertuzzi that you have two guys on two of your top three lines that will cause scrums. And what does that do to Austin Matthews? I don't think it's going to turn Austin Matthews into it didn't David Clarkson, mm-hmm. but does it force him to do something other than just go in there and grab one other guy kind of half by the back? And I don't think it will, but I do wonder if it's someone you play with all the time because bunting for as much as I loved him, he was a yapper. Wasn't yeah. doing anything in those scrums. Bertuzzi is a yapper. He might do something in those scrums. Domi is a yapper. He might do something in those scrums. And I do wonder what that does to a John Tavares, an Austin Matthews, a Mitch Marner, or William Nealander. Probably nothing, but I think it's different from just being the the yappy team all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And and do we see a scenario where yeah, Austin Matthews is just eating it uh, as far as punches to the face in the postseason. If we have Hilarious, an 82-game 82, yeah. 82 sample of him needing to show up physically, and the, the game changes so much yep. in, in late April and May, but yeah, that's that's one of the interesting storylines I'm thinking about. The other one that we haven't got to, or one of the other ones that we haven't got to, is what does this iteration of Sheldon Keefe look like? Okay, hold on that just quickly on the likability thing yeah. I do want to say I just quickly on like the most likable teams of this Matthews this Matthews era I think the most likable one still is the first one they go into Washington dark oh, guys innocent, there innocent climb yeah Brian Boyle uh setting up Kapanen for an overtime winner they're taking a 2-1 series lead you still had Kadri JVR Bozak I think that's the most likable Leafs team of this of this era and then because of the way it ended we can never ever talk about it but the Canadian division season was so fun it, it was just, Zach Hyman and Ilya Mikheyev 
just creating absolute havoc on the power kill. Those guys rolling, going into Edmonton, steamrolling them. And then, look, like it ended the way so we can never enjoy it. But while we're just quickly doing it just here, between, you know, just just among us here, I can quickly give that a little love. Because it was fun until Montreal, that that sleeper cell, Galchenyuk. Sure, it was fun. And, yeah, they, they, they set themselves up nicely for the first time um, in this tenure to be at the top of the postseason pecking order as far as seeding is concerned and the home ice advantage and winning a division. And that, that, go? that it got them. Oh, the captain almost died four yeah. minutes oh, into well. it. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't so great. Um, and yeah, they had game seven on home ice in front of fans too. But they uh, let, I, I, we're doing it. I cannot believe they actually let Montreal Canadiens fans in the building for that game. That was disgusting. I know it's like, oh, it's nurses, it's first responders, it's whatever. Cool. I guarantee you, there's a Leaf fan first responder in the city. Maybe don't. Maybe you don't have to. Were there to have, no Leaf fans in for sure, Game Six I, when they I'm first sh- started letting fans in? There I'm, wasn't one Leaf I'm fan. I'm sure there were. And guess what? Some guy named Jacques should be livid about that because <laughs> he should feel the exact same way I do. <laughs> Sheldon Keefe. Okay. Uh, unencumbered, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. And and you know what's funny? We weren't the, the only ones that had the thought of asking Brad Tree Living and Sheldon Keefe about um I thought how I was the information no, in there. I'm like, no. I got the greatest we question. Talking, and we talked about it before the show yesterday. Hey, isn't it interesting to, you know, considering the, the, the tenor in the city and the conversation surrounding the Blue Jays and the John Schneider, Ross Atkins of it all? Hey, how does the information flow with, with that maybe? Wouldn't it be team? interesting to ask the in hindsight obvious question to ask? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like what I was listening to you and Bunk with the Nylander Dissenter and you're like, what, what if it's a challenge to him? Yeah, yeah, we all thought. No, no, we all think we're so smart. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people asked Sheldon Keefe and Brad for living the same questions yesterday and they they, they gave um, very good and and similar answers that, yeah, it's, it's a collaboration and obviously as a head coach, you're aware of the organizational philosophy mm-hmm. and you don't want to waver from it, but it's different now. And and you're you're not tied at the hip to the the only executive you've ever known going through junior and Sue and then the AHL uh, with the Marlies and then your first kick of the can at the National Hockey League level with, with Kyle Dubas. You finally get to be, and I'm sure Sheldon Keefe didn't really feel this way, but like from a perception standpoint, you finally get to be your own man, honestly. Yes. And and what does that mean? And 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 how much pressure is on you considering? Yeah, you were given the multi-year extension by Brad for Living, but you're an inherited asset. And, it's the Leafs. <laughs> and and this is generally the way it goes, that those guys do have a shelf life. And my goodness, if ever there was um, a scapegoat for things going sideways this season, yeah, it would be him and, and the, the extra years on his contract are not impacting the decision-making, even in the slightest, for Brad for Living. But, like, what do we see different from from Sheldon Keefe, and I'm not even necessarily talking about uh, a post game media mm-hmm. conference type thing. Like, how different does this team look from a deployment s- standpoint? I don't think at all. I know everyone talks about, oh, you now see a Sheldon that's unencumbered from Dubis, and I think there's something to that. I imagine it is freeing to feel like your own man. We always talk about a coach being a meat. We've talked about it all the time with the Jays of Schneider being a meat shield for the front office. It's kind of worked the other way here. How many conversations did we have about Sheldon Keefe where somewhere in there where we'd be talking about the tactics or the post-game messaging or the deployment or whatever it is, we'd throw in the, yeah, this is Dubas's guy. Like Kyle Dubas has worn just as much of Sheldon Keefe's faults as as Sheldon Keefe has worn. 
Brad Living. we're not going to be sitting here saying, oh, Brad Living told him to say that. Brad Living told him to play this guy. I don't think anybody's going to assume that's the case. So I think it is an unencumbered Keefe, but I also think it is a much more exposed Sheldon Keefe, which seems like a weird thing to say about a guy who literally just got handed a contract extension. But that's where my mind goes on it. I don't think we see a different version because I don't think he was being told what to do or no. being puppeteered. Maybe, maybe the messaging is a little different. And I think that could just be a case of if you don't start fresh now, you're never going to get a chance to. Right. So maybe it's different in that that realm. And if you're going to go down, go down swinging. Yeah, but that's honestly where my mind's gone on it is that as much as, as, much as you know, Keith has eaten it, and he has, rightfully so at times, Every criticism of of Keith was also pointed to Cal Dubis, and that guy ain't here anymore. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned. Hey, listen, even if you're a person that is uh, not of the cult of Kyle Dubis, one thing you can't deny is that guy did take the blame, even when it was yes. clearly not his fault. Oh, you want to talk about diametrically opposed media availabilities? <laughs> Look so at true. every single Kyle it's Dubas. My fault. It's all my fault. And, and, like We're Ross Atkins, like seemingly never watched any of Kyle Dubas's press than, conferences. Other than the glasses and the hair, nothing similar. Yeah, my goodness. Because yeah, like clearly there were instances at the end of postseason runs where it was, yeah, there were, there were clearly, there were uh, fingers to be pointed at individuals that were not Kyle Dubas. And he took it all. And and th- that was, I think, beneficial and something that, that Ross Atkins might have thought about doing on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, he's no longer here. All right. Time now for something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Uh, for today, something to chew on. We go to the NBA and, and ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski had this to say yesterday. I've been told that once the league gets done with these media rights negotiations, probably over the next year, uh, they extend that deal, uh, then the league will start to look uh, toward expansion. And certainly Las Vegas is going to be uh, at or among, you know, the uh, primary cities uh, along with Seattle. But, you know, there's no question that the league has been migrating toward Las Vegas for years from summer league to preseason games. Uh, and, you know, certainly you've seen the success of other professional franchises in that city. Uh, but it is not far off. And I think the expectation is there'd be two franchises in the next round of expansion. All right. And yeah, Seattle, good for you if you get an NBA team back. I think everybody is rightly focused on the Vegas of it all, which is it absorbed a couple of mm-hmm. franchises in both the, the NFL and the NHL, and things are working out swimmingly. This has the potential to be, I mean, you think Miami is a hotbed for free agents in, in the NBA mm. and, and a place where people want to flock to? It's going to make that look like a peanut if this happens, if we get NBA expansion to Las Vegas, and you already hear LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal the owner. Sp- specifically <laughs> talking about, you want to own it? No, I'm going to own it. And I, I don't want any partners. I, I, like I, that, that's got to be my franchise. This is, I, if I had to wager, even without pen being put to paper on, on expansion to Las Vegas, how many championships will that, that franchise, because I think it's going to happen, win over the next 20 years? I, I put the over under at three. Like that, that team is going to attract <laughs> all the free agents. That, that's going to be the dynastic franchise in the NBA. I can't believe I'm about to say this because, uh, God, I love them, but 
Not if LeBron's the GM. Not yeah, if LeBron is the GM. <laughs> I love him, but man, yeah. uh, you think he's a bad GM when he has himself to build around. Imagine when it's not him. Yeah. Imagine when it's just 18-year-old X. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, so I agree with you. It's going to be a destination. It is funny, though, because and you hear this about Vegas in that it can be kind of whatever you want it to be because, and this goes to the culture of the sports, is that everything you hear from the NHL about why the guys love it in Vegas is, hey, regular town. No, My no. kids go to school. It feels like yeah, a regular you place. Live I, on the strip. No, yeah. I know, but that's going to be the selling point. Is <laughs> right. Yeah, everyone like people think all the heat because I do live on South Beach. That is going to be the selling point. It very much can kind of touch both sides of it. The one thing I have to say about this, and I understand money makes the world go around. Yada yada yada. I don't. Do we need worse professional sports leagues? Like it's just, like it just obviously waters it down. There's now it does, you know, 20, whatever more players in the league or 30, I guess, 15 man rosters. Okay. But yeah, over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, how many more high level athletes are being produced in all of these sports? I would say less. So like the, the- yeah, but I mean, imagine if we, and I, I, I like, it's never going the other way, but imagine if the NBA was 26 teams, how good it would be. You know, your sure. sixth man is a seventh man and an eighth man all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah no, it, it is true. Same thing. I think about the NHL, quite frankly, honestly. Yeah, well, I, hockey is the one sport where it's like, hey, it's growing, certainly. Not at the right, uh, from a participation standpoint, that uh, the yeah. basketball is. And, and maybe the thinning of, of the talent level in the NHL is, is worth talking about more than the thinning talent of the NBA. But, I mean, it's just, like, mathematically yeah. oh, true that, like, yeah, obviously there's – Better teams if there's fewer of mm-hmm. them. That's like just an undeniable, unquestionable. Even fact. I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's where my mind goes on expansion immediately. Will it be fun to have a team in Vegas? Is it great for the people of Seattle to get their team back? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the one thing I will say is NHL. They made a lot of noise about having to be first there, yeah. and I think they did. Uh, and Vegas has, because they are winners, they've taken a hold. I'm a little worried about Vegas's place in the order if the NBA and NFL are in town. Just no saying. Just kidding. saying. Yeah. So, hey, just win the cup every year and you're good. Other than that, I think mm. it might be a problem. But good for them that they got him first. Yeah. Because if they came in last, there's no chance. The fact they're first was the only fighting chance the NHL had. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Legrano, he'll still be a, a Golden Knights fan uh, first and foremost. Yeah. And and maybe there'll be a sect of uh, Vegas sports fans that are like, yeah, I mean, I'm a Knights guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an OG, you know, first sport in Golden Knights fan. But you're right. The the, the NFL is obviously a behemoth. I just, I, like, they're winners, so it feels so cool now. But just imagine oh, yeah. it's the Raiders in Vegas or hey I'm gonna go see the guy fight a dragon before puck drop tonight like yeah. I don't know just like <laughs> to each their own they won oh god yeah uh more more southern teams clearly what we need and oh my god yeah yeah and, and more of a drain on on the uh not as attractive markets although Milwaukee oh, made it work with my man with Dame my man Bryn and Hamilton on the text line and hit us up 590 590 uh more money means better better cap so you know mm. i always care about that and that i hate the cap and i do want it to go up so much that i never have to think about it so i'll i suppose i'll take you'll it you'll always have to think about it because it just means that yeah in the nba like the max contract is worth like 70 million dollars a year which is exciting all right <laughs> when we come back it is toronto maple leafs game day game one of 82 at home against the montreal canadians we'll talk to sam mckee big tv star yeah <laughs> let's see if he's uh, wash the makeup off after uh, Real Kipper and Bourne's debut yesterday. He joins us next. The Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. 
Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The JD Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Six till nine every weekday morning. Later on in the afternoon, three to five, you can listen to Real Kipper and Bourne on the radio. You can watch them on TV on Sportsnet 360, which means you get to see our next guest in the flesh, Sammy McKee of Real Kipper and Bourne. How's it going, buddy? You, you washed the makeup off yet or what? Um, first of all, Ben, it's four to six now, pal. Sorry. Uh, big mistake. I screwed that up. You. I screwed uh, that up. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's on me. There's, yeah, there's really no excuse for that. <laughs> we just, we literally just talked about this three seconds yeah. ago with our producer. <laughs> that's brutal. That's awful. No, I don't care. I don't. Um, I'm, I'm doing well, boys. Uh, you know, I, yesterday was really fun. It's crazy that I had to do that again for the rest of the the rest of the year. It's just, it's, it's hard to believe that that happened but yeah it's good all good um i think kipper was a little bit more nervous than i was yesterday which is funny so really he came in and he was oh yeah he you know it's big deal being back on tv for him and he sure. just went in there out there and just absolutely crushed it just mm-hmm. was on point had everything locked down yeah we, you know it, once we got into it it was good but i would say the first five minutes we were all kind of deer in the headlights but it's all good now boys <laughs> and how are you guys doing i've been been loving your show. Whenever I'm in the car in the morning, I'm listening to you. I love you guys' clips you put out on social. You guys sound so great together. I'm really, really impressed. You, and you know what time our show is on, so that's good. You're a good friend. Yeah, you me. are. You're, <laughs> you're a great friend. And McKee, you'll appreciate this, is uh, yes. we found the balance of me talking to Ben before the show starts. He actually had the misfortune of parking at the same time as me, so I started yeah. gnawing oh, his ear off nightmare. the second uh, we got in here. <laughs> yeah. McKee, not, McKee does not like that. Uh, there was one time that we pulled in at similar times, but like I was far oh, enough wait, ahead, I was like, wait. I'm not gonna. No, I was like, I don't. I was like, I gotta go. Like I, I'm rushing, and I got in the elevator <laughs> without him getting in uh, next to me. But yeah, we arrived at two similar time. We had to ride the elevator together. Okay? What time do you get there, Ben? I, I get here. Yeah, after five o'clock. Slightly oh after five God. o'clock. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I don't know. But when would you like me to show up? Well, no, he likes. I, to, he I likes to get here at five fifty-five. So. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, would you would you like to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and not our sleep sure. schedules? Would you like sure. to do that? I would, I would Actually, be, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Before we do that, you yes. know I always like to provide you with this and feel free to say absolutely not. Do not want to go there. Oh, uh, we I have a pulpit. There. Okay. Never mind. I was going to ask you your Jay's opinion. You knew that. You oh, don't want to go there. God. Okay. We're good. I, you don't want to. Do you need to get it off your chest? I know you're all hockey guy now, but you you have a lot of Jay's opinions. At least every other team in the ALE stinks, so that that helps. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess. I guess, like I, you know, I didn't even really watch any of that Texas Orioles series. I just saw they got blown out last night. I was watching hockey, but yeah, uh, that Atkins presser. There was somehow in the calendar year. Well, I guess yeah, in the calendar year of 2023, there was somehow a worse press conference than the Kyle Dubas's and I by a Toronto sports uh, general manager. I really didn't think it was possible, but he did it. And I have not recovered from that. I still wake up in a cold sweat thinking about the stuff he said and thinking about his attitude. And 
I can't believe he's still employed, but that's neither here nor there. Let's right. talk about hockey. Yeah, might be in the waning hours of that. I was going to say, you get to, you get to do it all again on Thursday, yeah. buddy. <laughs> we'll but there's see. no way there's no way Shapiro comes out on Thursday. He's like, the reason I have called this press conference no. is because he's fired. Like, no. come on. It never happens like that. Like, No, it was it, already scheduled before even the Atkins yes. presser was scheduled, I believe, on Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, it was such a nightmare on Saturday. I, I don't know, man. And some people that are very strident in their defense of the Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jays have kind of come off that a little bit and are casting a, a bit of a curious eyeball towards that organization right now. We'll see. Tomorrow yeah. will be interesting. And, and the fact that it was even scheduled on the 11, on 11 a.m. of a Saturday of a holiday. <laughs> when would you like it? Though? <laughs> like, I, I no on Tuesday morning. Yeah. Tuesday morning. <laughs> Duh. Tuesday morning. When people work. Yeah, all right. That's a long time. That's like almost a full week after the season Who ended. Who cares? All We're right. going to schlep all these people that have families <laughs> down to Rogers Center to listen to you get condescended for an hour. Good yeah. Lord. Uh, Anyways. All right. Let's talk hockey. All right. Yeah. It's, all right. It's, because you care so much about the schedule. <laughs> what was worse? That or when Ron Wilson got a contract extension on Christmas Eve? No, no. I'm joking. A little present in my stocking. Yeah. Oh, God. I, oh, man. I still can't believe that happened. All right. Actual current hockey. Yeah. Uh, you can gush about Bedard later. We got to talk about this Leafs team. Oh. I know, I know. You want to gush Bedard. We all do. He's going to score 500 goals minimum. I heard you on that's Kipper. The, that's, I, the, that's the base layer. I heard you guys talking about it yesterday, and I, I I, threw out that I would have no qualms with him finishing top 10 in the Rocket this year. Like, I easily could could see that. He's just one of those guys. He the whole game. They always mm-hmm. get theirs. It was theirs. unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. Uh, okay. Tron Maple Leafs. Also, uh, occupiers of uh, good hockey players there. They have a lot of them on their team. Austin Matthews, Tyler Bertuzzi, Mitch Marner. That is the line they're going to start with. Bertuzzi is, I think, of all the additions, there's a lot of smoke about Domi. Obviously, there's been a ton of about Reeves, and Klingberg is maybe the biggest question mark. But I think Bertuzzi is the one that's got people the most excited. We were kind of talking about it to start off the hour of just how excited people are about this iteration of a Leafs team. And I think part of that is that they got over the hump, albeit in the smallest way possible last year. But part of it is also the addition of these new faces that before you see them play a second on the ice, do they just look like guys that hockey dudes want to love? Yeah, I think there's a lot of talk about how this team's going to be different. I think that stylistically it's probably going to be, you know, pretty different than it has been in years past. But I think we're all headed in the same direction here. Like, I think it's going to be a team that probably is in the conversation for the division lead and is it comfortably in a playoff spot. And we'll be talking about that all year. And then they'll head down into the playoffs and it'll all come down to that again. Like I, you know, I'm going to talk about this team every single day, but I think ultimately it may, we may get there in a different, we're going to get there in a different way, but I think it's going to be a pretty similar outcome at the end of the year. Like it's going to be more fun maybe with, you know, having Reeves and his media stuff, maybe a few fights, you know, Klingberg, his uh, high event hockey that he plays greasy Domi, greasy uh, Bertuzzi. Like it's going to be different. But ultimately, I think it's going to come down to what it comes down to every t- every year. Once you get in the playoffs here and having their four big guys perform, right? Like that's ultimately what it comes down to. And you talk about getting over the hump and people laugh at that. But I do think that that matters. And I do think that that gives me a little bit more hope heading into this season that they're, they're not talking about the first round and we're not talking about, oh my God, can they beat the lightning in the first round or whoever in the first round? I think that actually does matter. And it's, you know, mm. other markets that hear that would think that's pretty pathetic. But to the Leafs who had no success at all yeah. of getting out in the first round, yeah. like them actually having it happen does matter. And I'm uh, sorry to say that, but it does. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, the, the, the contention was that they would be a normal team after winning a postseason series. 
last year, and I guess to, to you, maybe they feel a little more normal to me. They still feel like the same old Leafs and like the, the, the things that were hanging around their neck going into the postseason last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that still still hang around this team's neck. Um, there's obviously... You think? I, I, I still do, yeah. I, I, I think... I guess it's just because the way it went in the second round, Benny. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely well, that, punched in the well, mouth immediately. C- combined with the fact that, okay, they won. You can't take away the six-game series victory over one of the dynastic teams of this generation in the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got outplayed. Like, that was their worst yeah, effort they, in, they in played... a series against the Lightning that they had played. They deserved to win one of the prior ones, but that was yes. the worst performance they put forth against that team and took advantage of a guy that now needs back surgery. Mm-hmm. Listen, I understand that, but we never came on here after they lost to the the Lightning in seven no, games no, years no, prior. No. But you like, two didn't. You know what? <laughs> uh, well, you did. You whined about the refs for oh, yeah. 25 minutes a day. But yeah, Eric Furlot still making me think about him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I, I think they're obviously still going to be the Leafs, and people are going to feel like that towards them they're 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 sure. gonna have that over there until they go in a, on a deep run and you know god forbid go to the final to try to win lord stanley's mug but like yeah i think i think for them having that moment of winning a playoff round does matter and i know that's crazy but it does no anyway. i think i think it does too it feels i don't know that like the first skid i don't know how different it'll feel should that happen but i think right now it does does have a different feel you said it there's still the toronto maple leafs and this is mm-hmm. still leafs nation there's always one Who's the whipping boy and why won't it be John Klingberg? I think everyone's kind of going that that's where it's going to be, but I don't know. It feels a little too easy. Do you have, do you have another person in your mind's eye that you think is going to basically be new Justin Hall? I think, I think the goaltending has a chance to be the whipping boy. Mm. And I think, I think it's Elias Samsonov for me. Um, Hated his preseason as I think everybody did. God, Uh, can he hold on to his stick, please? That last preseason game shook me to my core. I, I don't know even know why I took so much away from it, but watching him play, he just looked completely unsettled. Uh, we know how the offseason went with him going right down to it with the Leafs, with the arbitration and them settling, I think, through arbitration, right? It was the arbiter that gave him the contract. Yeah, they, so. Friege said on 32 Thoughts that it was as nasty a, a case as he's heard in a while there. And I think people kind of like Wall. I, I don't know why, but like I feel like there's a lot of people in Leafs nation that kind of gravitate towards him, kind of a homegrown guy who is, you know, had played pretty well last year in a really small sample size, finished the year as the goalie was okay in the playoffs. I thought, um, I think a first few stinkers from Ilya Samsonov, and he's very capable of putting up a stinker. As we all know, the, 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 the goalie controversy conversation is going to happen early. And I think mm. Samsonov is going to be in the crosshairs. That's my prediction. Anyway, I think Klingberg, Everybody kind of knows what he is, and mm-hmm. people may hate him or whatever, but I don't think it's going to be a day-to-day conversation like it's going to be with, with Samsonov because, Kling, listen, this is what's going to happen with Klingberg. He's going to light it up offensively, and there's going to be some mistakes, and we've been having that conversation about Morgan Riley for you know, however long he's been playing, eight, nine years with the Leafs, and I think people just kind of accept who he is, and I think it's going to be a lot of the same with Klingberg. Does Samsonov's 40-game sample last year not not give you any any pause to have reservations and, and understand that it's also the preseason, that you're getting worked up over some preseason games? Like, how do you, how do you come to the... You know, the conclusion that the guy who has the first round pedigree who, you know, bet on himself in, in a very positive way, uh, asserted himself as the number one goalie last year is is going to to, to potentially have some issues. I'm not necessarily against it, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the numbers would suggest that that was not. I mean, it was out of nowhere as far as looking at his hockey reference page, the, the numbers that he put up last season. But yeah, when he was a prospect, everybody would have expected him being capable of that. Because. 
Ben, my answer to that question is goalies are incredibly weird and unpredictable. And I think there is such a confidence-based position. And I think, you know, we, we talked about the preseason, him being bad. I don't think we need to put everything on that. But, like, I think that does matter. And I think the, uh, the contract stuff does matter in terms of him thinking that maybe who's going to get a longer-term deal with this team, having the general manager leave, having the new guy come in here and take him right to the nasty arbitration thing. Like, and just having a guy behind him where – I guess yeah, last year it was Matt Murray, but he was never really healthy. It was kind of he was never threatened by anyone. I think it's going to be a completely different thing this year with a guy behind him and the whispers of wanting Wall to be the starter and having Wall be the future and him being on a one-year contract. Like I just think it's such a confidence-based position, and it could be shaken early here with the conversations in this city. That's just my prediction. I may be way off, and maybe maybe Samsonov is a nine twenty save percent uh, save percentage guy. And the, and he's he's a legit starting goalie in the NHL, but like like you said, last year was by far his best year he's ever had. And you know sometimes they go back and forth. Goalie goalie development is really not linear. So I'm and I also hate goalies. So maybe that's it. Agreed. I would just like to be on record uh, for anyone new to listing me in this time slot. I definitely also hate goalies as well. I could see it happening. I can also to like you said, see it go the other way where he's similar to the guy who was last year, but it's goaltending. It's a crapshoot. And if you don't have one of those guys, uh, this is kind of kind of what it looks like. Okay. Frazier Minton. We're all getting hot and bothered. Kid made the team out of camp. Uh, we had Tre living on yesterday and he uh, kind of sadly, to be honest, said, yeah, these kids more often than not go down. Do you have any hope that he sticks? What are you looking for tonight? What's your what's your thoughts on Minton heading into the year? Uh, he is absolutely going to go down after nine games. Yeah. <laughs> I am hoping to God that he looks really good in these nine games so that NHL scouts are in the building so that the Toronto Maple Leafs can trade him for something at the deadline. That's my hope. Okay, then what's the backup well, plan at, at 3C then? Well, probably Pontus Holmberg or you move David Camp up or you yeah. move Willie to center. Like, I think there's things that you can do until you make a trade for somebody towards the deadline, I think. Like, Fraser Minton is fine. Good player. Obviously had an excellent preseason. Got himself onto the onto the Leafs team, which is really, really impressive. But, like, I, I don't think they're at this point of – their their trajectory to be developing a guy like this and turning him you know like when is Fraser Mitten going to be in his prime like when are these are they going to be able to use him in his prime in you know three years when I, I just I'm not looking too far ahead with him mm. to me he's gonna he looked good in preseason I think it's amazing that a guy that started in Traverse City made his way onto the starting roster for the lease and that's a huge tip of the cap to him to him but to me, it's definitely more about him looking good in these games and then potentially being able to use him as a trade chip. I know that's maybe a little bit sad and dark uh, on the night of his opening debut, but like that's that's how I think about it. Like This team is in its winning window right now. Mm. And I, I've seen the Leafs have four, be, uh, four of the best players I've ever seen them have, and I've seen more conversation about Fraser Minton than I have about like Austin Matthews and William Nylander. Like, I guess it's just the shiny new toy syndrome For that sure. we all do. What are you going to say like, about those other guys, though? Well, I think there's they a look thought really about, good. I think there's a thought about Matthews quickly on how if there's an unencumbered version of him this year with the contract stuff behind him. For and sure. He, like, all of it's the case for that, but I do wonder if we see kind of much closer to that 60-goal Matthews, the, just but, him coming in, having all that stuff behind him. Well, yeah, I just like I, I'm I'm impressed by Mitten, but like I'm not, you know, I think it's a really great story, but I just think there's no chance he comes stays by nine games to me. 
and and I hope he has a great debut tonight. Maybe he shoots one in the net. It would be a lot of fun or whatever. But mm. like, I'm not I'm not really well, spending a ton of time thinking about him. What if he shoots totally a bunch honest. in the in the net over his first nine games here? Like, what if he looks undeniable? How are you, how are you going to possibly send that guy back down to junior? I mean, that possibility exists playing alongside Matthew Nyes. Yeah, I think it exists for sure. But I think there's also a situation where, you know, he's put down on the fourth line pretty quickly and David Camp moves up and he looks a little bit over his skis. Like preseason versus any versus regular season are two totally different kettle of fish here. So I think I think it'll be great to see him. But yeah, I'm not I'm not I don't have my hopes too high. I, I just I hope he has a good nine games and enjoys Kamloops. If you want if you want them to trade Fraser Minton, I can only imagine how you feel about Easton Cowboy Cowan, but that's a uh, that's a conversation oh, yeah, for another like, day. Yeah, like all these guys <laughs> that they draft at this point. The London like, Knight, yeah, he wants yeah, out of the, the but, lease organization. Yeah. No, I, it's interesting. I don't I don't think I don't think you can look at these guys at, at anything other than a kind of like currency at this point. Like if sure. these guys are, if they're, if there's other teams that look at them and are willing to give you NHL studs for these young guys, for the, where the Leafs are in their competitive window, you have to do it. No, like, am I crazy? Well, it's just the money thing, right? Like, it, it, and I, I agree with you in theory, if they, if you're going out and able to make your trade for, and I don't think you would call this guy a stud, but if you're able to make your, don't call him Brian, Jake McCabe trade where the guy is a $2 million player and that's the part of the asset there. That's just the problem with this Leafs team is the better the player is, obviously, I know you know this, but the more they cost, it's harder to fit them in. So that's the only reason why I think you got to be a touch hesitant because what do we see with all these teams? You know, look at the Vegas Knights, right? It's a lot of studs that are doing it for them, but they also have guys on ELCs coming up and being cheap pieces that actually contribute. So you got to kind of toe the line there. I'm with you though. Oh man, God, this could be a fun season. I can't. You know, you know I cannot looked, wait. I can't wait to watch Matthew Nice because I thought he looked. I thought he looked way bigger in the off season. I think it's a great opportunity for Mitten with the guys he's starting with, and both of those guys to me uh, could be the future of this team if they want to hold on to to, to Mitten. But like. I, I was so impressed with Nyes. I, I just can't wait to see him in some regular season stuff. Like, he looks bigger. Mm. Willie looks bigger. Like, their stars look Bill looks so huge. good. He looks huge. Yeah, like, I, and, you know, I, we can talk about the contract stuff with him. I don't really, I think it's a pretty easy thing to see what's going to happen with him. I'd be surprised if something happens in the, in the season. But, like, yeah, he looks unbelievable. I just, I think this, this offense on this team this year, and we can talk about the defense the other way. I think it's going to be a really, really dynamic team like i think they could score the most goals in the nhl this year easily mm. uh sammy you look unbelievable on the television uh people oh, yeah. can watch oh, Real yeah. kipper and born on sportsnet 360 the show goes four to six and then after the game leaves talk now on the radio oh, yeah. sportsnet 590 the fan you you are you're going start to finish on sportsnet 590 the fan today joining us on the morning show and then your show oh, yeah Four to six, and then Leafs talk. It's just nonstop action. The nonstop Sam, Sammy McKee on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, buddy. I am absolutely happy to join you guys anytime, and I actually mean that. So, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah. All yeah. right. See ya. I love talking to you guys. Love Pleasure. you, bud. Take care. Go, Leafs. Uh, there's Sammy McKee. Real Kipper and Born. Four to six. Leafs talk on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Also, uh, after each and every. Leafs game. So, yeah, I, I'm with him with, with the goaltending thing. It's just, yeah, you feel like a hater when Ilya Samsonov has the first round yeah. pedigree and then has the season that he did. I, I, think, d- I never do. It's a goalie. I, you hate on anyone. I, I don't care. I'm not as an unabashed goalie <laughs> hater as you and Why? Sam are. What have they ever <laughs> I done? I, I, I don't know. Stop pucks, I guess. Weird, huh? Leafs were 
Uh, six best in the National Hockey League at shots against per 60 last season. Mm-hmm. This is the, the the offensive suppression that they were capable of over the last half decade and certainly under Sheldon Keefe. And certainly that's going to be part of their DNA. Mm-hmm. It's not like they had a, an entire turnover. But again, the additions they made, not guys that necessarily feed into that narrative. No. And you want to talk about, okay, the mental side of it and, and Joe Wall being right there. You know, lurking yeah. as, as the the future of the position, maybe that impact. I think what's more impactful is maybe the style of play changing and maybe the Leafs going from sixth best to like middle of the pack. And and for a guy that, you know, had, had an incredible workload as far as games played, mm-hmm. but then like you add the number of shots he might be asked to stop this season. Yeah, it, it could go pear-shaped in net. It could. I also could be fine because it's goalies. And honestly, even the people who know, they don't know. All right, time now for the wake and rake. You know, I lost 10 dimes on them. Whoops. <laughs> Wake and Rake is presented by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. Naturally, we're going to start with the local uh, NHL team, the Toronto Maple Leafs at home, opening up their season against the Montreal Canadiens. And as is usually the case for the Toronto Maple Leafs in every single hockey game, <laughs> they are favorites. They are massive favorites against a... Montreal Canadiens team. They also faced on opening day mm-hmm. last year, which yeah, we'll get to year. in just a second. Yeah. Uh, minus 303, the Leafs are against the Canadians, who are plus 240. The total is six and a half. How do you feel about this one, Guns? Uh, I like the over in that. I think just an exuberated game, to your point about the end, the Canadians are going to win. I hate it that it's going to happen. Plus 240, you got to take it. You can also, if you want, Canadians' first goal, plus 130. I wish I wasn't telling you these things, but I just think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, you go back to a year ago in the season opener where expectations are uh, very, uh, very different for both of these franchises. Leafs still lost that opener 4-3 to the Canadians. And you'll recall, like I mentioned this earlier, the Leafs got off to a rough start in general last oh, season. Oh, yes. There were legitimate Sheldon Keefe. Is he on the hot seat discussions that I may have uh, helped foment? But yeah, they were 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah, you were shoveling coal while you were having that conversation. Yeah, they they looked not so great to start the year. This is, yeah, it, while there's a, a lot of returning players, there's a lot of turnover here. And as we saw with the Pittsburgh Penguins, Yesterday, maybe it takes a little time to to acclimate yourself. Uh, futures bets as well. Leafs, as always, like not a ton of value as, as cup winners. They're only plus a thousand yeah. to win the Stanley Cup, plus six hundred to win the Eastern Conference. Uh, Austin Matthews, six favorite to win the Hart Trophy at plus fourteen hundred. How about this number on Connor McDavid to win the Hart? He's even odds. He's plus. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're wrong. I, I don't think they're wrong. I'll, I'll give you one more for tonight. Just the level of respect Matthews is getting. Uh, so over one and a half points. So at least two in, mm-hmm. in a game where the total is six and a half uh, minus one Oh five. That's the level of respect he's getting. Wow. For over one uh, and a half points. Well, and this is Austin Matthews second favorite to win the rocket at plus 300 behind only McDavid at plus two twenty five. That was the Wake and Rake presented by Sports Interaction, your home ground sports book. Bet local. All right, when we come back, more Leafs discussion. They're opening up their season. We'll talk to Frank Saravelli, who was in Pittsburgh yesterday to see Connor Bedard's debut. Poor guy. Going to have to talk hockey to us. <laughs> you all heard last week. There will be no womp womping from Frank today. Uh, Leaf season underway. It's a... Debut season opening edition of the Fan Morning Show. Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.